0: Welcome to the Chase Down Podcast. I'm your host Justin Rowan uh, Carter. You are a chipper. You are loving the Cavs right now. How you doing, buddy?
1: Doing good. It's nice to be back talking to you on Skype.com. That's not how it works. It's its own program. I'm really tired. I've driven all day. It. it,
0: it, it it's funny that there hasn't been like a app developed just for podcasts because like people make do with Skype, but there there really could be better ways to go about this. And if Skype wants to sponsor us, go ahead, go, go do that. We'll, we'll sing your praises, but for the time being, it it could be better.
1: Yeah. But in the meantime, it's what we got
0: it's uh, what we got J- just like the calves it's frustrating cute. but you know what it, it gets the job done on most nights uh before we launch into the calves just want to thank all the listeners uh, i know it was a little bit of a time off there uh we we've been dying to get back recording wish it was a better uh send into our podcast than the miami game um but just want to thank you guys for all the support remember um i'm gonna ask now instead of at the end of the podcast which i'm sure nobody listens through the whole way but if you guys could leave reviews uh comments ratings on, on itunes or on SoundCloud, or on Stitcher, wherever you listen to the podcast. It's the best way to support us. Um, And the other thing that we do have now is an email address where you can send us feedback, as well as questions that we will read on the podcast and and do our best to answer. So that is the pod at gmail.com. Again, the pod at gmail.com. Or just chasedownpod. I put a V in there because I'm screwing people up.
1: I was very confused as to what you were doing there.
0: Uh,
1: (laughs) I would argue that the intro to this bod has sort of been like a steady diet of Jeff Green post-ups.
0: Yeah, it, it hasn't been efficient, it hasn't been sexy, and it's mostly baffling.
1: What the fuck was that, man? (laughs)
0: <laughs> I I have a theory and, and I shared this with you during the game. But my theory is because things have been going so well for the Cavs, and because of how ridiculous fans can be, um, you know, I and I saw it on Twitter too, people that are like, oh look how good they're doing without Tyloo, even though they're running all the same shit. And it's just essentially who they're playing and and things were breaking out that way, getting Kevin Love back. I think keeping Jeff Green in the starting lineup is just to have one baffling thing that no fan could explain so that when Ty comes back, he'll start Larry Nance, he'll start Rodney Hood, and people will be like, okay, thank God, we're we're finally getting the rotation right.
1: Dude, they're going to start Corver and Green in the playoffs. I just want you to start preparing for it at an emotional level because it's happening.
0: I uh, I've gone through my entire life not emotionally preparing for anything that's coming my way, so I, I refuse to do that in this instance.
1: Dude, it just makes so little sense because you now can't play Nance or Tom- Ann Thompson. You have to. You're now pared down to one, or you have to play them together, which is beyond stupid or you just play each of them less than 20 minutes and play, I mean, Jeff Green played four less minutes than Nance and Thompson combined tonight, or four more, four less, sorry. I can't do- <laughs> I'm tired. Um, it's just like nonsense. I don't know why you would ever do that. And that's with Kevin Love out. Like, it. it's, I don't know what they think they're doing here. I. Th- well actually I know exactly what they think they're doing here. And it's a mistake. And that what they think they're doing is we need someone to throw on Kevin Durant if we get to the finals.
0: Man, that see, that's the horrifying thing to me. Is it so much of this I, I know a lot of people have bought into Jeff Green being a good defender and that's how it's been spun. But he really isn't a good defensive player and this exact same spin was being applied to derrick williams last year granted jeff green is better on both ends of the court than derrick williams but i mean that's not the matchup you want um and, and i get the benefits of having kevin love play at center offensively but there's no real difference uh, offensively or from a spacing standpoint between Larry Nance and Jeff Green. Jeff Green can hit the occasional three, but the opponents are not going to respect him given the other weapons the Cavs have on the floor any more than they respect Nance. A- and Nance can at least be a threat in the pick and roll. He- he's a smart passer. He'll He'll help the flow of the offense. Whereas Jeff Green is just going to jack it up every single time he gets the ball.
1: And Nance has like already started to build this really nice chemistry with LeBron, and I just don't really see why you'd break that up.
0: And with Love. like They look good yeah. when they're together. It's a really small sample size, but the big-to-big passing, it, it's really encouraging for me, especially, as I said, it hasn't been a lot of minutes together, but they, they seem to feed off each other really well.
1: Yeah, it really does just seem entirely driven by Golden State. It's like, I don't really know if you have the luxury to to... Behave that way anymore as a team and as an organization.
0: Right, and, um, and my argument would be, Nance would be a better matchup against Golden State. Like I, I think Nance, you can put on Draymond, or you can even put him on Kevin Durant. So, like it, it's switchable between what he and LeBron can do defensively, and I, I think that's what you would want. I, I don't think Jeff Green gives you anything at any either end of the floor that's considerably better or as good as what Nance brings
1: well he's a better perimeter defender I, I really do think that he, I mean he's done okay he's done okay on Harden in spots and he's done okay in DeRozan in spots but like I just don't really know if it's worth it just to have that flexibility just to give LeBron the break like I, I, I think we're <laughs> really hurt by having to stick LeBron and Durant in the finals last year But I'm sorry that the Jay Crowder experiment didn't work out. You have to move on. You can't just replace, like, a worse player than the idea of Jay Crowder that you had. Jeff Green isn't a great shooter. And, like, I don't know. I just feel like when Green's played well, it's been because the stakes are low for the most part this season. Like, I do think there's a bit of revisionist history going on where, like, jeff green's been like terrible all season and that's just not true Uh, i've seen that a lot on twitter i think he's been quite good for for stretches he absolutely
0: Um, has been yes
1: and those have coincided where he's able to play against bench units where he's playing alongside a shooter at the five um and you know with low creation responsibilities where he's being used as in that kind of dunker roll lurking around the baseline and see that's right now, that's
0: see that's baseline. the as that's the aspect i really don't get because he was very good for the Cavs uh for significant stretches of the season uh the the record wouldn't be what it is if he wasn't playing as well as he had during those stretches and he wasn't really shooting a lot of threes he was cutting off ball but all of a sudden after the All-Star break, he's jacking up a lot more threes. You see more isolation attempts from him. And when he's put in with the starters, all of a sudden they start featuring him. Like they're going to him in post-ups. It's, it's, it's as if they're, they're really calling these plays where, okay, Jeff Green is going to get the ball and he's going to create something for himself. Oh, and- Jeff
1: Green's got Josh Richardson on him. Let's attack that.
0: Yeah, there's, there's no creativity. Everyone stands around, and it reminds me of when they did that with, like, Antoine Jameson or Shaq back in 2010. Like, it yeah. made absolutely no sense, and it hasn't been productive.
1: Yeah, it's just, like, it's almost like you almost have to give, like, the coaching staff like equal culpability here, because it feels like they're not not encouraging him to play in ways that aren't productive. Like, when he if he is staying in his lane acting as an active off ball cutter i mean so many of his spot up threes right now were cuts the first couple months of the season and they're just not now yeah yes uh, and especially i don't know man i just i i really don't see much of a role for him outside of backup power forward minutes and if the, i think that if you're going to try to beat the warriors with this current roster just play your best guys uh, because going this far out of your way to have someone to throw in Durant um, ultimately is self-defeating. Yep. Uh, and it's just a mistake. And I, I also don't really understand. The, they It really is looking like they're planning on starting Kyle Korver, doesn't it?
0: Um, I don't believe so because prior to the situation with Kyle Korver, with his brother, which was, just, unthinkably awful. awful. Um, which I saw it today. Like there, a few sites were like aggregating watch video. Kyle Corver speaks at his brother's funeral, and it's like, do you really need fucking content that badly? And like, the, and adding if you did, like don't SEOify it. Yeah. It, no. Anyways. Prior to that, and when Rodney Hood was near returning, Tyron Lue said that his intention was to start Rodney Hood, that Korver had been uh, playing well, but he was basically a stopgap, and they've talked about how they don't trust Kyle Korver's body holding up over starting uh, a starting role, which we've got that's into how that's stupid, but ultimately I still do think that the plan is to play Rodney Hood. Um, Hood showed... Pardon me? Pardon me?
1: Hood is healthy. Why isn't he starting?
0: I I don't know if he's still on a minutes restriction. He was on a minutes restriction the other night.
1: That's tonight.
0: Yeah. Well, well he looked good in the second half. If he's not starting tomorrow or Wednesday for the people listening, I'm going to start getting a little upset. Um, it sounds like Kevin Love might be out for that. He was showing some con- uh, concussion symptoms which is why he did not return in the second half Uh, so we'll find out more about that as the time by the time people are listening i'm sure that information is going to be out there but if we want to take a step back and go a little more macro here um because you talked about you can't have your game plan being specifically for the warriors obviously the warriors had uh pretty tough break with steph curry having a that uh, yet another injury He he's had a lot of trouble staying healthy this year do you think that there is legitimate a legitimate chance that they don't make the finals like how how serious do you think this injury is
1: i guess i mean it's just all depends right like i mean if he's playing at like 90 percent, i still think i'm gonna pick him if he's like at sixty percent, I still think I'm going to pick him.
0: Do you think um, they get by the Rockets without Steph? Like if he's not playing? No. Okay, because I, I I think that they would have a chance. I I might not favor them, but I think it it would be a very competitive series. Because Kevin Durant is really goddamn good.
1: He's really goddamn good, but it's like it's like the Sharp and Gulliver. I, I think it's a Sharp thing that he always says on the SI pod where it's like. When Curry goes off, the Warriors feel, like, otherworldly. When KD goes off, it just feels like KD's going off.
0: Yeah, and another thing that they brought up was that the offense has always been built around Steph. They were comfortable playing without Durant for a stretch because Steph initiated everything. But I, I still feel like they would be... It wouldn't be the Warriors. They wouldn't be able to play the same way that they do. But when you have that elite talent in Durant and you have Draymond, which if we're assuming that the Warriors defensively have just been saving themselves and they can flip the switch, um, then I, I think that they they still would be able to make the finals without Steph. Obviously, I, I think he's going to come back. Uh, but when you look at how few stretches he's had this season of, remaining healthy without re-injuring himself or or having another injury um i think that has to be a concern going into the playoffs um but I, I still think that they would have a legitimate chance although i will say this and this is something that we've discussed kind of off mic before the chance that houston can get through intrigues me because while they're a better team than the calves I feel like that's a team that the Cavs would actually have a chance to beat in a series. Because when you're talking about, okay, well, what are you going to do in the front court? Uh, who Who's LeBron going to start uh, or defend right off the start of games? Um, that becomes a lot easier when it's Trevor Ariza or P.J. Tucker instead of Kevin freaking Durant.
1: Yep. Uh, I don't know, man. I... I... I'm not as scared of the Rockets as I should be because I haven't forgiven James Harden for whatever the hell. <laughs> was. I don't know how anyone has. To be honest, it really like bothers me.
0: It is weird.
1: I, I don't care how tired he was. It was like, it was like when LeBron quit on the team against Boston, like eight years ago.
0: Yeah, like, that was that was a pretty damn bad game. And and that's the thing. It's not like it it's the only time it's happened, and I give him the benefit of the doubt because I do appreciate his game. Um
1: Yeah, he's awesome. But can can I just see it happen once? Can I have can I see it happen first?
0: Well, here's the thing. Like I would point to the Western Conference Finals where when the Thunder made the NBA finals. James Harden was amazing in the Western Conference Finals. Westbrook had completely imploded, and Harden was the only reason that they made the finals. But then he completely imploded in the finals. And there's just so many series when you look at it year to year to year. it, It seems like these weird, isolated incidents, but it all kind of adds up. And yeah,
1: man, I don't know. And just I that just don't possibility
0: don't that is intriguing to me.
1: I just don't trust that dude, and I, I trust Paul more than I trust Harden.
0: Oh, uh, me too, me too.
1: Uh, I think the Paul failures have always been really overblown and more just like it's, crazy stuff happened to him.
0: Yeah, it's either injuries or like team-related.
1: Yeah, like... Because his individual numbers are off. Awesome. out of a series. Like, I don't know. I have a hard time holding a, an individual accountable for Josh Smith and Corey Brewer going crazy um, but yeah I just I don't know man I just want to see it I'm sick of seeing D'Antoni offenses get worse in the postseason when every, when <laughs> that, that is a factor to get better uh, I'm I'm just I just want to see it and maybe you know I guess I guess them beating the Warriors would give me appropriate fear uh, that I don't have right now
0: but I, I think, I, I I think it also it would matter go. on how they beat the Warriors right like how it looks because it, if it's limited Steph and it's kind of a grinded out series, it's a little bit ugly, but they just they got a little hot while the Warriors missed some threes. W- would that really like instill instill the fear of God in you?
1: Yeah, because my fear of the Warriors is so real. <laughs> like, in, any win is enough to impress me, you know? Yeah. Like, I don't put asterisks on wins against that freaking team unless Steph doesn't play at all.
0: Right. Uh, yeah, he, he, he's probably going to come back, yell that he's back, and, and uh, that's...
1: <laughs> Here's the thing, and I really believe this, and maybe, you know, Paul or some other Rockets fan will come back and play this clip back at me, uh, you know, in July. Mm-hmm. There's no fucking chance... Anyone other than LeBron is the best player in a series between the Cavs and the Rockets.
0: That, yeah, I no mean...
1: no chance, Justin. And there's a lot of fucking chances it happens in a Warriors <laughs> Cavs series.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, would you rather play a team with two of the top three players at, or... One of the well, top five, and then one top twelve. Yeah, where you have the the clear number one. Like that's the thing. T- top end talent really matters, and Clint Capella has been like phenomenal this season. I'm I'm Great such, guy. I'm a huge huge fan of Capella. But when you're talking about okay, there everything runs through their guards. That becomes a little easier to game plan than okay they have, uh, dynamic playmaker at power forward. They have one of the best scores in league history at small forward. They have the two of the best shooters in history. Like the problems to solve, the list of problems to solve is a lot shorter for the Rockets than it is for the Warriors. And I understand how great they've been in the regular season. I think that they're the better team and should be favored in a finals matchup. But when you get into these matchups and you've game planned for them and you're facing the same team over and over again, having a shorter list of problems becomes a little bit easier to scheme for. George Hill is a good defensive player. Rodney Hood at least has length that you can throw on. Uh, LeBron doesn't have to worry about guarding someone throughout the whole course of the game so he can kind of uh, roam a little bit. And, and the interesting thing to me is Yes, this is probably the least talent LeBron has had, at least top-end talent LeBron has had since, like, 2010. But at the same time, this roster might be the best fitting team that he's had around him. Like, all these pieces make a lot of sense in theory, and I understand that they haven't had a lot of time together to gel. The chemistry isn't there yet. But in theory, all these shooters, all these pick-and-roll guys – should maximize lebron and maybe having lebron maximize to that degree which we saw against toronto where where everything's clicking and they're fully engaged maybe having that and kind of getting uh it sounds absurd but another gear out of lebron helps make up for that deficit in talent
1: yeah i i agree um i also think that the rockets are a little smaller at the point of attack where you can of right. exploit kevin love on switches a little bit easier you know like i mean we've talked about how i mean low always talks up Low always talks about how like clay thompson does such a good job on love on switches mm-hmm. right, I, right i don't think paul or harden are going to do that kind of work like you can manufacture easier buckets for love against the rockets even though he's going to have a hard time defensively against any great offensive team so i think that gets overblown a lot mm-hmm. um you know, I just think that you look at those two matchups and you see a lot of reasons why the Caps would be able to compete, whereas when you look at the Warriors, you know, I, I just, I struggle to see it.
0: Yeah, uh, well, I, I mean, that's, that's probably important to clarify. I mean, I probably sound a little jacked up and excited here. Um, and that's mostly because, to me, I I believe that the Rockets are very good. I think that they should be the favorite but I think that the Cavs would have a chance against them. And I was going into the season believing that there was no way that the Cavs were going to have a chance at winning a title um, unless something absurd happened to the Warriors. Because that that team, especially after losing Kyrie, like making up that gap in talent, uh, unless you're adding Paul George, Jimmy Butler, Kawhi Leonard, who I think we'll we'll get into a little bit later, uh, unless you're doing that, you're just not... Competing this year. But if it's against the Rockets, all of a sudden, um, being an underdog with a, a chance is pretty damn good when you have LeBron James, who, who can really swing the odds in your favor and win a series where you have no business really winning it.
1: Yeah, I, I agree. But honestly, I just I really need to see this team be good enough that I'm sure they're making the finals. Are you sure they're making the finals right now?
0: I'm back in. I'm back all in. I I know they, they have the South Beach Flu game. I'm I'm not counting that. I I'm I'm back to being obnoxious because I was cautious and I, I know some people were getting a little fed up with me um, because the way I deal with things, I need to see it before I believe it. And seeing Kevin love come back and look this good, this quickly makes me feel a lot better because that was always the biggest X factor to me. He needed to be right. He needed to be integrated. Um, And man, like Toronto to me is the biggest threat. I don't know if you saw the stat tweeted out the other day, but Toronto, when they're facing top 10 offenses, they're 29th in the league defensively against top 10 offenses. Yeah. They're
1: very exploitable when you have the talent to exploit them.
0: Right. And I like, they have really improved. I think they're a great team. And even with that, I think it would be a tough series. Like I, I don't think they're pushovers. Uh, this is a very legitimate team. But at the same time, they just don't have the personnel to deal with LeBron. And LeBron knows what they do defensively. And you, you saw that in that game against them where the shorthanded calves, Cavs, LeBron was like, OK, this is a game that I would really like to win. And yes, it was absurd. All the shots that uh, <laughs> the Cavs were oh, hitting yeah. from you don't expect George Hill and Jose Calderon to go like 16 of 18, but... They were just missing so many guys, right? Like um but LeBron knew what he was doing. He knew how to exploit the Raptors defense. He knew that when the defense tries to recover where the open guy was going to be, and that's how you get seventeen turnovers with no assists.
1: Other way around there, guy.
0: What what's that?
1: You said seventeen turnovers with no assists. <laughs>
0: This might be late. <laughs> that that's that's a that's a Westbrook line. Yes. Um, yeah, seventeen. Yeah, that's I, that's beautiful. That's great. I
1: I didn't watch the last couple Cavs games as closely as you did. I was uh, I was out of town, so I think I'm still By as like- closely.
0: Do you mean at all?
1: Uh, pretty much no, not at all. Uh, <laughs> I just wanted to expose for, you. Uh, fucking my like, credibility, uh, which was never there in the first place. So I guess it's not a problem. Anytime. But, uh, I guess, like, I haven't gotten to see it work as much, um, and I, I still just want to see how – I I still feel like I'm getting to know these guys at a pretty intrinsic level. Like, I don't know Rodney Hood at all, and it bothers me. I don't, I don't know what George Hill is at all. Um, George Hill has was...
0: looked really good as a third option. Yeah, like I with... have
1: seen that when I've watched uh, – I mean, even that Raptors game – was i think his best performance where he he just really likes attacking and already he just can't attack an already stable defense like i think when he has the advantage he's good at pressing it and making good decisions but he you can't really rely on him to create that initial advantage which is why love has been so helpful for him
0: yeah and that was one of the issues tonight other than two off nights in miami was seven minutes from kevin love because he he got that elbow to the tooth and that was kind of it
1: kelly olenic hurting kevin love again
0: was <laughs> it wasn't a right it was james johnson i, know, I thought was it let's just blame olenic because fuck him the goofy looking dude
1: my brother texted me about something like that i literally i, I saw him got hit but i couldn't remember what actually happened
0: it it was a good game for me because I had to watch on League Pass, and League Pass was having some sort of rendering issues, so I had to keep jumping between feeds like I was going from, it like, the, like damn. I, I would, like, jump from, like, the heat to the calves to the TNT to the mobile, and, like, it would, like, die after two minutes. It, it was just an absolute pain in the ass and made the, the viewing experience just that much more enjoyable
1: you know what everyone loves hearing about tech issues anyway so um (laughs) the weird thing about the jeff green starting thing is uh, beyond the kevin durant uh idea i guess it makes it really hard to play tristan thompson any minutes at all and do you think that's intentional do you think they're trying to phase him
0: out i don't know if that is what they're going for um i i think that they're I am okay if Tristan doesn't look better um, because he hasn't looked great since he's come back. Uh, he, he he looked a lot better in January. Uh, February kind of went to shit, and he hasn't looked great now. Um, if he, that is the case, I am okay with Jeff Green remaining in the rotation and completely phasing him out in the playoffs and going with basically Nance or Love, staggering them a little bit more Uh, at the center, if you need a body throw in Zizic, but you you could even get away with some Jeff Green with LeBron uh, as the four and five. I don't think that that's what they're going for here. I don't know what they're going for, but that doesn't seem to to be the case. And it's tough because we, we don't get a read on what they're what the rotation Larry Drew was is going for in this game because love gets hurt immediately. And then that kind of throws everything off and Nance is immediately in for him. And Tristan is serving as the backup center.
1: Yeah. Um, you know, I think that I'm pretty okay with Tristan in for 10 to 12 minutes a game in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Even if he is not looking much better, I'd rather do that than Zizic or even green at the five. Yeah.
0: As I said, that, that would only be a size thing, like, if you really need a body in there. Um, but, yeah, I mean, Zizic is, is – I mean, he's a rookie. Rookie big suck defensively.
1: I, I want Thompson playing against Boston. He mm-hmm. owns that team. He knows he does.
0: Yeah, yeah, He he's still Al Horford's dad even if he is limited. If you had to guess, so 91 minutes together of Kevin Love and George Hill, what do you think the net rating is in that that stretch? Uh, plus 26. Uh, close. Plus 29.2.
1: Yep. That sounds about right. Those two are, like, perfect for each other.
0: Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep.
1: It's Uh, why I thought the Wolves, in a lot of ways, should have made a run at someone like Hill or even Lowry, who can play off ball instead of Jeff Teague, who needs the ball, because Towns is that kind of versatile, cutting, creating big.
0: Well, if you Uh, ask the Jazz... Rubio is better than hill in those situations. Wow. Well,
1: all right <laughs> Whatever you want to tell yourself
0: the jazz Whatever you want to write down uh, In Yeesh. an embarrassing post Yeesh, Yeesh. As media is wild yeah. I guess
1: like it's probably not that different from like in a lot of ways. They just get so little attention But they're just like Tom Hanks in Castaway, just talking to a a volleyball.
0: Yeah. Or.
1: Like, it's not their fault.
0: That's kind of like this experience on the podcast. I get so little attention. I have so few people to talk basketball with in Winnipeg that I just end up talking to you. Ah, well. You're my volleyball. I'm kind of like your Wilson. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh (laughs)
1: The insistence on Jr. to the bench, even in in lieu of uh, Hood or with Corver out, do you think this is that's kind of the right way to go? Just get him comfortable. Do you think he even has a role to play anymore? I, we haven't talked in a while, uh, so I feel like we're still catching up on some of this stuff. But like,
0: there no, Shit to go. The distance
1: on this team is very confusing to me right now.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think you're you keep him in the rotation because he's one of those guys that if he gets going like can really change a game and i i think you basically have to have a short leash that read whatever he's doing i think defense is kind of out the window but at the same time we saw last season where he looked like crap injuries were obviously a factor but he looked like crap and all of a sudden he's shooting over 50 percent from the floor in three and playing somewhat passable defense so i think for that reason you keep him around um it's important to remember that he is one of the older players and he's close with lebron and he's it's possible he's doing the exact same thing as lebron which is saving himself for the playoffs it's just his floor when he's saving himself is a hell of a lot lower than lebron
1: yeah, you know what I could not I could not see anymore and be quite all right with? What's Working to get switches of bigs onto him. He can't fit <laughs> around them anymore, or doesn't try to. It's brutal. There were a couple times where he got, uh, I think he got Mickey switched on to him once or twice. He got a Linux switched on to him, and it's just tough mid-range step-backs. It's like, dude, they're all over you. You're not even creating separation on these.
0: Yeah, like, I, I mean... When you contrast it to, like, Rodney Hood and Corver, which, I mean, Hood hasn't shot the lights out, but the shots he takes are the right shots. And if his shot isn't falling, he's aggressive and he, like, takes it to the rack. Uh, He can initiate in the pick and roll. He doesn't turn the ball over in those instances. And he plays much better defense. And then there's Kyle Corver who is just constantly running around freaking defenses out and launching as soon as he touches the ball. And, like, you contrast that to Jr. Smith and it's like, okay, what are you bringing that those guys aren't? Or even having Jordan Clarkson in there as a shooting guard. And, like, I, I like the, the two-point guard look with Clarkson and Calderon off the bench. Like, it, as he said, it, it's tough to envision a role for Jr. Smith other than... All right, let's dip our toes in the water. Let's see if he's hot. If he's not, pull.
1: Yeah, but I think when you do that, you also shoot his confidence, where if he doesn't hit the first 20, he just collapses. Okay, but at this point— I, like, I, I don't know. I don't know, man. I'm not, I'm not saying it's the easiest answer.
0: Right, but his confidence or— Like, confidence or not— he's playing like crap and not giving you anything, even when you were giving him starters minutes. So we we had talked about this earlier in the year that you have to kind of preserve his confidence, but the, the rewards, even when they were just blindly giving to the, that to him unearned, uh, weren't there. Like at this point, it's okay. We have to put the team ahead of him.
1: Yeah, I get that. Um, I just I just don't see I don't want to see Jose Calderon playing playoff minutes. I just can't do it. <laughs> I'd rather just see heavy doses of Hood and Corver, um and even JR. I'd rather see J.R. than Calderon. Uh I just I don't see any upside and like you know what you notice with the Cavs starting lineup today is high pressure defense just really screwed them up. Uh <laughs> The heat just like blitzing those pick and rolls
0: and stuff it just like they just man were, were they just, flying today rolling. like the heat were they wanted moving. that game
1: they were moving my friend and the Cavs were hung over
0: <laughs> yeah yeah uh,
1: I, I guess like that's what makes it so hard to like get so worked up about anything but uh you know does, these games do matter like they, they very well could fall to the four seed. And honestly, it might be more likely than not that they do at this point.
0: Yeah, Philly's got a really soft schedule. Um, I, I know a lot of people are pumping Philly's tires right now. And I actually I feel bad for them to some extent because I'm a big fan of Simmons and Bede. Like, I, I really like what they're doing. And we do this stupid thing as fans and writers where we put unfair expectations on teams too quickly and then we just shit all over them when they don't meet it. And when I'm seeing people say, "Oh, they should be favorites to make the conference finals or the NBA finals." To me it's like it, it's just absurd. And the when they get a reality check in the playoffs, it's immediately going to be, "Oh, and Bead or simmons wh- whichever plays worse um isn't a winner or brent ba- brown isn't the right coach to get them over the yeah, top
1: brent brown is gonna be the guy
0: yeah i, I think it's gonna be brown too but like if you look at their schedule since the beginning of february they have just beat up on shit teams like the the only real playoff teams they beat they had a narrow win over miami uh, narrow, uh uh they beat the calves which that comes with an asterisk and other than that it's like they've lost to almost pl- every playoff team that they played except for minnesota which um minnesota i mean they played wiggins 43 minutes if you're going to do that you're probably going to lose if if there's no jimmy butler
1: yeah um i'm, I'm with you um it's it, they're a tough spot but i also don't want to play them and no, like- no, they,
0: they'd they be annoying as hell, because you don't want to play someone with a talent as good as Embiid. Like, the same reason you don't want to play the Bucks. The Bucks have been inconsistent and awful all year, but in a playoff series, top-end talent is usually what ends up mattering.
1: You're 100% right, and like... That's why, like, if you don't want the Warriors to win, you better be praying that the T-Wolves somehow manage to bump up back to the seventh (laughs) spot and have to play the Warriors without Steph Curry.
0: Now, do you think that would be the bigger threat, or would it be the Jazz, which some people are getting on? Come on. Come on. Come
1: on, Twitter. Stop it.
0: Okay. I'm I'm just asking questions. I'm just asking questions. You can't get mad at me.
1: I'm not mad at you. I am scolding Twitter for doing this to themselves. Mm,
0: Jake Crowder's going to take him to the promised land, my friend. Um, and then I guess the other option would be the Spurs falling to seven, although LeBron, through the back channels, has told Quiet Leonard to sit out the rest of the year prior to the trade. Hashtag soon. Very, very soon. Now... Let's let's get into this a little bit because again we haven't talked in a while. The Nets pick, are we trading it for Paul George, Kawhi Leonard or Jimmy Butler? What what are you thinking here?
1: Well, the Nets are determined to uh put this pick around like 11th. So I think we're just going to have to trade it for uh Matt Moore's suggestion of Nick Vucevic.
0: Chill chill chill. I mean Dallas right now is up on Sacramento. That'll put the pick at about 5. We got I just the...
1: wanted to make fun of Matt Moore for for suggesting that because we had to be respectful at the time.
0: No, 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 no. He didn't. He didn't say the Brooklyn pick. He said the Kazoim pick.
1: I seem to recall the Brooklyn pick.
0: Yeah, but you got a bad memory and a drinking problem.
1: I don't drink that much. That's a you thing. <laughs> <I'm> actually... that, <laughs> that folks <laughs>
0: is called projection.
1: That is a projection thing. I actually want to go back and listen because I could have sworn he
0: suggested the Brooklyn pick. No, nah, no, nah, I think it was like Tristan and the Capsule and pick or something oh, like God. that. It was for Nick Goddamn Vucevic. No, no, no because he, oh, in the same podcast, he said that you wouldn't have to give up the Brooklyn pick for Marc Gasol. He's not saying that you you have yeah, to give it up for I Vucevic. Vucevic. I Get, think you're right. I usually, Bizarre,
1: yeah. Um,
0: Kawhi, go. Are we are we oh, trading? Jetty yeah, um, and the Brooklyn pick because you know Pop would turn Jetty into the next Mono.
1: Yeah, yeah Jetty already is the next Mono. True, 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 true. Um, <laughs> dude, I really think Paul George can be had. I really do. I still do. I'm not going to give up on the idea. Just like literally just do the what the Rockets did with Chris Ball. Just say, <laughs> hey, opt into your deal. We'll trade for you. We'll prove our worth. And if you hate it, Go get your money out next year.
0: Yeah, I, I don't think the Cavs are hanging on to this pick, um, uh, and, and uh, that's going to be easier for people to deal with if it's around five because the the teams that we're talking about here aren't going to have a hell of a lot of leverage. So a top seven pick in a seven uh, in a pretty deep draft with seven really good prospects is not a bad offer.
1: Yeah, to be clear, Kawhi is never going
0: anywhere. Oh, no, no, no. He's he's played his last game as a Spur.
1: Yeah.
0: He hates uh, it. No, actually, there was an interesting point brought up. Um, was it... I think it was either Open Floor or the Levitard show. I can't remember. I it hope just...
1: it's not Open Floor because if not, we're just pretty much plagiarizing their whole podcast.
0: Right, right, right. And it, I think it might have been Levitard. But it was... They were talking about how little we know about Kawhi and the fact that he is so quiet. People have kind of come up with their own narrative of why he's quiet or what he thinks. Like they've kind of put whatever ideals or whatever they want him to be. And like that's how they perceive Kawhi Leonard. Oh, he's just a, he's a team player. Uh, you, you have you have no idea um uh, like, he's he's selfless, he, he's all these things that Spurs fans want players to be. We don't know if that's the case. We don't know if how Pop deferred to LaMarcus Aldridge this summer pissed him off. Like, oh, now all of a sudden we're, we're going to prioritize him? We, we have absolutely no idea what violated the trust of Kawhi Leonard, but you have never seen... You, you've never seen Spurs players come out the way that they have and use the media to attack a player. Pop did it too with Tony Parker coming out saying that uh, my my injury, which was the exact same injury, was a hundred times worse than Leonard. And and Pop has cited Tony Parker's injury. Like there has been a absence of trust, and that is completely unique to the Spurs. Like, it just has never happened. So I, I'm not comfortable saying, no, they're going to work this out just because they're the Spurs. I know that's been in the case in the past, but this this feels different.
1: What's uh, Kawhi Leonard's uh, contract? How, how much longer is he locked up?
0: Uh, next year is his last year.
1: Uh, well, with the player option on the third, but yeah. It,
0: um, yeah.
1: Yeah, I don't know, man. I just think Pop's Pop understands when he has something. So I think if he's moving on from Kawhi, it's because he knows we've got some damaged goods.
0: Yeah, that, that okay. That would be my one fear is that you trade yeah. the Brooklyn Andy, pick and Jetty. Jetty becomes better than Kawhi, and in in the Spurs system, and Kawhi outside of the Spurs system becomes MKG.
1: Yeah, just give me Paul George, huh? <laughs> I'm happy with that. I am am an easy I'm a cheap date.
0: Yeah. I, I mean I'm I'm being ridiculous with this Leonard no, stuff. Uh, I'm 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 completely aware of that.
1: Uh I I really still think George is a possibility in a way that maybe people might think is naive.
0: It's just so weird. Think Jimmy like, Butler's a possibility, man. Ah, uh, that eh, doesn't seem seems like a stretch. Mm, um, I don't know.
1: Also, Jimmy loves Kyrie and won't want to come here.
0: Yeah, that, that's a good point. But, I mean, Kyrie's probably coming back too, right?
1: Yeah, probably. All part yeah. of
0: the plan. He's
1: going to get Danny nude. Um, <laughs> I. It's just, Ky- Kyrie I is no Kyrie's
0: not coming fighter. back this year, right? Like, we can agree on that, that he's not uh, going I, to trust Boston.
1: I don't know. They, if he feels okay, he might try to. I don't know. He's not going to push it, though. Yeah. Um I and he's not going to play if Cavs. he's
0: not comfortable. I don't think he's going to do that again.
1: Yeah. When I look at this Cavs team though and like where they need to improve, it's really tough because like they're pretty all right everywhere. Like they could probably use a little more wing help. They could probably use a little more center help. They definitely need a long-term starting point guard, but those don't just those just aren't on trees. Yeah. And the draft, I'm not that interested in Trey Young. So it's just like you know where does this team where do you look to improve this team i mean you can always improve on the wings yeah especially with Corver gonna retire soon and jr looking like a pumpkin and hood not super reliable but it's not easy
0: i mean it'll all look better coming off uh, a championship over the houston rockets this summer but uh (laughs) yeah these are questions that need to be answered
1: yes they do (laughs)
0: <laughs> well that that's probably the point where we should kind of wrap this up um i know everybody is going to be looking forward to the game tomorrow uh brooklyn and orlando the the game game of the century that that could be a major major damn swing game so uh we, hope
1: ought, we ought to we gotta just live stream ourselves watching it
0: i i there is nothing decent uh, about how I watch Brooklyn Nets games, um, no, the, the profanity, this going
1: well or poorly, really?
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, the the sweat dripping down my forehead, uh, the the language that I choose to use while watching those games. I I, I don't think it's something that um, anyone so would want celebrate
1: to see. when the Nets win, <laughs> or the, when they the Nets lose. Eesh.
0: I uh, so. Uh, moral of the story is go magic Um, (laughs) as I said at the beginning of the podcast um, remember that you can now send emails to us chasedownpod at gmail.com we'll do our best to answer almost every question that goes in Um, if you're leaving reviews Leave your hottest cast take. Uh, I I think that would be fun. If we get any good responses, we'll read them out on the podcast as well. Uh, Leave a rating. That's helpful. Subscribe to the podcast. Tell your friends. Word of mouth helps grow the the podcast. And as always, go magic.